Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome back to Chip Chat. We're coming to you live from the Intel Developer Forum in San Francisco. I'm Allison Klein. It's my real pleasure to have Bryce Olson, a friend of mine, and also Director of Marketing for the Intel Health and Life Sciences Group with me. Welcome, Bryce. Thanks, Allison. Great to be here. So, Bryce, why don't we just get started? What is it like to lead the marketing for such an exciting organization? It is so much fun, Allison. I've been at Intel for quite a long time. I've had a variety of different roles, whether it's product marketing or end-user marketing, explaining how IT managers can benefit from the technology around big data analytics or cloud computing that we're doing. And I love doing that, but I desperately wanted to find a way where I could take my marketing experience and skill set and apply it with a newfound passion for health. Being able to apply my passion along with my experience is kind of a dream come true job. We've talked a lot about precision medicine and specifically medicine to be delivered to treat cancer. And we set a goal around this sequencing of DNA and delivery of treatment for cancer patients within a day by 2020. Can you tell me a little bit about why we set that goal and what kind of aspiration is that and where are we today? So I'd say probably 99% of people with advanced cancer get treated the same way. It's basically standard of care, trial and error medicine. They get radiation or chemo or surgery and it's the same treatment that pretty much everybody gets. Everybody knows people with advanced cancer who get the same trial and error medicine. Sometimes they don't make it. A lot of times they don't make it. And the reason why is because this is based on population averages. It's not based on you as an individual and what is really fueling your individual cancer. So the only way to really understand that is to get to the genetic element of what is fueling somebody's cancer, and that's using genomic data. Mm -hmm. Being able to go in and take sample DNA tissue from somebody and sequence that data, then do the analysis on it and figure out what is the mutations that are driving that person's cancer, and then come up with more of a targeted treatment plan for them. That process today takes a long time. Sequencing somebody's DNA, where they sequence your normal tissue and then your cancer tissue, three to four days. But guess what? That just pumps out a bunch of data. What you need to do now is take that and figure out the actual DNA fingerprint, which is a massive computational problem. It takes weeks to figure that out, to align all this and basically come up with the mutations. Then you can maybe give somebody a you know what, you've got X, Y, and Z mutation. We know there's some clinical trials out there that can maybe address this, or maybe they're lucky and there's something FDA approved that goes after that targeted mutation. But you still don't know who else in the world is just like me and what kind of treatments did they get and did it work? That whole thing where you can go from diagnosis of somebody's cancer using a genetic element of it and then coming up with a targeted treatment plan that we know works in one day is a grand challenge that today takes weeks and weeks and weeks. We think it's almost a human imperative to enable that to happen all in one day by 2020. Now, IDF is here. We're in San Francisco. And Diane Bryant brought your boss, Eric Dishman, and a special guest, Dr. Brian Drucker, from the Oregon Health Science University on stage with her today to talk about a really exciting development within this imperative. The real cool thing that was announced is this precision medicine analytics platform called the Collaborative Cancer Cloud that allows institutions and hospitals to share patient data securely with one another. Nobody's sharing the sequencing data in mass, and then nobody's sharing the treatment data, like what did this person take? And then nobody's sharing the outcome data, right? All this data is locked up in each individual institution because it's patient data. It's the most protected data around. 
Hospitals are very afraid to share this stuff. They can't share it. They're under HIPAA regulations and things like that. Unless you can show them a way that you can protect patient data and privacy while still allowing institutions to share this data for the greater good. That's what the Collaborative Cancer Cloud does. It allows institutions to share data securely, massive amounts of this genomic data and other patient data, so they can do life-saving discoveries and help mankind. When Dr. Drucker took the stage, he talked about a goal of not just building this thing, but getting two other institutions online by Q1. So we're moving fast. We're moving fast. So what they've already done is they've piloted this thing out and they've proven that it works using mock patient data. So we'll still have its real data, but it's between OHSU and then two labs that we set up across the country. So why have we done this? Why have we set up different labs across the country? Well, if you're going to enable institutions to share massive amounts of large genomic data for the greater good, you have to solve some major technical problems. One of those is, this is big, big data. Genomics data is the biggest of big data. Right. You take a cancer patient, one-time sequencing, that's a half a terabyte. For people with advanced cancer where their cancer mutates a lot throughout the course of a year, maybe three or four times, you have to do that all the time. Now, if you're a researcher and you want to compare somebody with a rare cancer against a thousand other tumors and all that data, how do you do that? This is petabytes of data. So we've got a way with Collaborative Cancer Cloud where we have central functioning capability that allows the compute to go where the data is. Orchestrate data, compute goes to where the data is, it's secure. This whole Collaborative Cancer Cloud is built on hardware and software that's optimized for the biggest pipelines and a lot of this genomics code so they run fast. And then we have technology as well that allows researchers to look at massive amounts of genomic data and do it with a database technology that looks at kind of sparse matrix data. Sure. Because if you think about it, half a terabyte of data, normal in cancer tissue, there might only just be a little bit of difference that you have to look at. That's what sparse matrix data is, and you need a technology that can do that in mass. Obviously, Intel has developed a lot of technology that makes this work, and we announced today that we're open sourcing this code to drive broader innovation. You brought up a really good point earlier that we've got this working now between Intel and OHSU and a few of our labs. Next thing we're going to do is you'll see some announcements for this probably in Q116, where we're going to announce two other major partners that are are working with OHSU on real patient data to start unlocking really cool discoveries that will help patients. When you open source all this stuff and you enable any hospital to plug in or potentially take these open source bits and create their own collaborative cancer cloud or any disease that's discoverable by DNA could benefit from this. So an institution or a set of institutions could create their own collaborative Alzheimer's cloud or collaborative diabetes cloud. For people who listen to Chep Chat, they know that this topic is one that has resonated with me for a long time. We've been talking about Intel's efforts in this space for years, but this is a real personal journey for you. Can you share your story? Absolutely. I was diagnosed with metastatic prostate cancer in 2014. I went through all that trial and error medicine that I just mentioned earlier, you know, surgery, chemotherapy, and I got to the point where I was running out of time. I was running out of options. The standard of care, the FDA-approved drugs that were available for me were not working anymore. I said, well, let's see if this precision medicine stuff is real. Let's see if it can benefit someone like me. So I went and got sequenced, found out that I have some specific genetic abnormalities that we had no idea about. And the current drugs that I'm on have no impact on what that genetic abnormality is. So we find out that I've got hyperactivity along this specific signaling pathway. So now we found out that there's a clinical trial in Los Angeles that's actually inhibiting that specific pathway. It's a targeted therapy cancer drug. And I was able to get on that trial because of my genetic information. And I'm happy to say that I'm six plus months now with no new lesions and the lesions that I had are stable, no new growth. So not only just working, but it's keeping that cancer at bay. I'm hoping it'll last as long as I can, mm -hmm. but very happy with targeted precision medicine that's working. Science 
is only one half of the equation. The other is awareness and sharing of this information, not only across practitioners, but also across the general population. Tell me about why that's so important. Couldn't agree with you more. I've personally helped at least 10 different people who are also running out of time. We'll have the discussion, have you been sequenced yet? And a lot of them are like, what do you mean sequence? What does that even mean? So I have to explain to them how powerful it is to get to the point where you understand what is genetically fueling your cancer. And once they understand what's genetically fueling their cancer by getting sequenced themselves, all of a sudden this new world of options open up for them, whether it's an FDA-approved drug that might have worked for some other type of cancer that could go after that mutation or whether it's a clinical trial. And I know a few people that are extending their lives because they've been able to get on a targeted therapy that goes after that mutation. I think it's also important to kind of note that with precision medicine, looking at cancer as a disease of the genome, mm-hmm. you move away from like, what is the tumor of origin? It's like, right. is it breast cancer, or prostate cancer? That's really not that important anymore. It's more of what is genetically or molecularly fueling your cancer the clinical trial that I'm on, I'm the only prostate cancer guy. Everybody else has a different cancer. Interesting. Because it doesn't matter what the primary tumor was. We all have a similar mutation that's fueling the metastatic disease. So let's go after that. I can't tell you how happy I am that you got your genome sequenced. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah. But- Even more impactfully, I can't tell you how happy I am that you and the Intel team are working on this with OHSU and other institutions because it really has an opportunity to, you know, change the course of so many lives. Yes. You know, I was lucky enough to get sequenced. I was lucky enough to have mutations that there are actionable drugs. Even if they're in clinical trials, there's still actionable drugs that can go after this. But what I don't know today is who else in the world is just like me and what treatments work for them. I wish my oncologist could get onto some database and query institutions across the country and find out who's just like Bryce with the same mutations, what treatments did they take and what's working and come back to me and tell me what works. They can't do that today, right. but that's what Collaborative Cancer Cloud is going to enable. Where can we send folks for more information and how can we encourage folks to engage more deeply on this topic? Through the IDF efforts that have started today, we have a blog from Eric Dishman, who's our GM and an Intel fellow for Intel Health and Life Sciences. We would love to see people comment on that and take the discussion further. There's also a number of, whether it's Twitter and other social media activities that have kind of spawned from today's announcements. We'd love people to carry on those conversations, keep bringing it up. And then I would love people to reach out to me Mm -hmm. via social media if they have a story where they're benefiting from precision medicine or if they have advanced cancer and would like to know how can this help them, reach out to me. I personally will get interested in something and I want to help people on this. So what is your Twitter handle, Bryce? At Bryce Olson, B-R-Y-C-E-O-L-S-O-N. Fantastic. Well, congratulations on the launch. Thank you. It's an exciting day for Intel, OHSU, and the community at large. Thanks, Allison. It was great to be on ChipChat today. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 